a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the first episodes of these series, I will recap. So as you know, I coach a lot of people, and of course, you have heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kimmy episodes. I I have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching them. Sometimes I have no idea what's going on with them, but often I do, and it's so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. Whether that is on a podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too, and it can look different for everyone. And it all starts with a call. So today I am bringing a special woman on. I met a little over a year ago. It's hard to believe. Um, After a workshop she went to with me and she decided to take advantage of the free calls that I offer. And, you know, she realized after the workshop that there were some fears around flirting. It was heavily based in femininity and flirting and being seen. And that was impacting her ability to really put herself out there and date. And as a woman in her late 50s, she had a couple of long-term relationships that were not good for her. And often the men, you know, would leave her. There was a pattern there and she felt invisible and she was scared of dating and getting hurt and labeled herself as a true introvert who was happy to stay in her safe little cocoon. And while it was comfortable to stay hidden, she had a desire to be seen and even admitted on our first call, I'll never forget it because I wrote it in my notes, that she had fantasies of having men giving her attention at the bar and being that woman who was funny and charismatic. And so there she was caught in a loop that what she wanted, she also feared. And so she decided after that phone call to invest in coaching with me. And there were several programs that she did because she realized she needed some direction and encouragement and a plan to help her raise her sexy confidence with her wardrobe, her body language, self-expression and communication, you know, all kinds of things to help her put herself out there. And she had no clue how to flirt and had difficulties turning her sexy feminine side. Oh my God, that's a tongue twister. And didn't have a group of single girls or social life to practice these skills with. And she was also petrified to put herself online. She was just completely frozen. She knew she had to do it, but she didn't want to expose herself to the men. And the other challenge she has was expressing herself and learning how to be more vulnerable and authentic when talking with men rather than shape-shifting into what they wanted of her as she knew she was the quintessential people pleaser. And, you know, there were other challenges and I'll have her share that, but really it was the notion around feeling invisible and kind of hiding. And she really wanted help getting out there. And after doing a ton of work on herself, including 
getting a sexy wardrobe. And oh my God, I think I created a monster with that because wait till you see her. Her new pictures <laughs> at her profile are amazing. She learned how to flirt and socialize in organic situations, was which was really hard for her before um, building her social life with activities and groups. And she has really learned to gain her sexy confidence, put herself online, and dare I say, actually date. And she has not just poked holes, but broken out of that cocoon and is soaring as a beautiful butterfly that she is. And we even have a video, and we'll talk more about this, of her transformation where an actual butterfly, I kid you not, landed right by us during our very first interaction and visit together that you can see online. But I'll have her tell the rest. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Kimmy. Oh my gosh, that was so fun, like reviewing everything. How was that hearing all that? <laughs> wow, what a journey. I um, I was reviewing it myself, knowing I was going to be on this podcast, but boy, you hit a lot of the highlights. Yeah, well, I, you know, um, I... It's so funny because, you know, as I work with people and especially with you so intensely, you, you do forget, you know, it's almost like a, a a child growing and you forget, like you you don't see the growth in front of you until you see pictures of, of how small they were. It's almost that effect. So it was really fun. And you just have made amazing strides. And, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I recap, but I'd love for you to share just your experience, what life was like way back when, like before we hopped on that call and, and kind of the feelings you were having and the fears that you faced. Well, I, I knew that some of my biggest issues were around feeling invisible and honestly wanting to be invisible because of fear. I was afraid to let anybody really see who I was and also really know who I was, that this is my opinion about that. And this is how I feel about this. Looking back on that, it was such a huge hurdle for me that I was able to overcome. And in hindsight, it doesn't feel like it was Mount Everest to climb. I know there were a lot of tears. I know there were a lot of hard meetings that we had. But now I feel so um, light and easy about all of it, almost effervescent. Yes. And you look effervescent too. Like that's oh, reflected you. in your energy. When you um, were kind of in that frozen state and hiding, what what was going on? Like what what prevented you from putting yourself out there? I was afraid of being judged. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of failing, I think. And... I just, I had that fear that if people really knew who I was, they would not want to be with me. Mm. And what I've learned over the past year is that that's nonsense. Mm. That's absolute nonsense. And I actually, I deserve to be heard. I have a right to be who I am. And it's fun to be who I am. <sighs> like music to my ears when you say that. <laughs> Do you remember, because we uncovered a few things of where that was coming from. Do you remember like 
kind of the discovery of that? Oh, clear as a bell. Clear mm-hmm. as a bell. That, that was the morning that the butterflies showed up. Yes. Um, that was our first breakfast meeting together. And I knew, you know, that there was something that had happened that created this, this fear around being seen, this need to be invisible. But I couldn't pinpoint it. And I was really struggling. And over a cup of coffee, you turned around and said to me, Susan, this is what happened to you. As you were growing into a woman around 16, 17, that was completely squashed in you. You were not, your emotions were not valued. You were not allowed to become the woman you needed to become. Therefore, you are stuck in this 16, 17-year-old mentality and you wear things that try to cover up who you are. And in your life, you, you make decisions that cover up who you are because this is what you experienced when you were at that point of reaching adulthood and becoming a woman. When you should have been blossoming, you were not allowed to. Yeah, it was so powerful. And I know I, it, it was, it was such a, um, it, the, the moment where I wish like, you know, Bravo was there or some sort of, you know, TV show, because when the butterfly like landed right next to us, we were talking about you being in a cocoon and that you needed to like, let go of that script that you've been like, you know, reviewing and that role that you've been carrying that hasn't been valid for so long to really fly and soar. And it was like a light bulb went off in that moment. It was a huge light bulb. And I have to tell you, it wasn't, it definitely was not that overnight change. Right. A huge light bulb went off in the room and it kind of like cockroaches scattering because they're afraid to be in the light. Mm-hmm. I was a I was still a little afraid to be in the light. Um but I have, I've learned how refreshing it is to be in the light since that day. And I've had so many little aha moments along the way. Another really big one that just sticks with me all the time as I'm dating now, as I'm meeting different men, and I'm feeling all these um, emotions and sensations that come up as I'm meeting new people, I realized I don't have to squash this feeling, this opinion in order to make this work. Mm. That I can actually have my own feeling about a situation or opinion about something. And if it's going to work, it's going to work. If that's the deal breaker, then that's the deal breaker. But I no longer allow pieces of me to be ignored for the sake of a relationship working. I am so glad you said that because that was one of the things that I think we also uncovered, you know, when we were going over your previous relationships, how was that dynamic impacting like the men you were attracting before all this? Um, I would say I'm attracting really quality men now. 
Yeah, but um, before, oh, what, before, yeah, like, well, before you found your voice and you were kind of like squashing your own needs, desires, expression, just to make him happy for it to work. Like you said, like, what kind of guys were you attracting? The interesting thing is I was attracting a lot of different types of guys, but they all had one thing in common. They needed to be the center of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It was their needs that were met, their wants that were that were given. The relationship was all about them thriving. And I would try to squeeze into little corners here and there where it felt like maybe I could fit. And I don't feel that happening now. That's huge. That's why I wanted to kind of pause there and for you to describe, you know, what things were like before, because when you were in that people pleasing mode, you know, you were attracting more takers. I'll just kind of summarize it as takers. I mean, they look, they're the same guy in a different costume kind of thing. But like you said, they all need, they were needy in some way of of being the center of attention. And by you demanding more for yourself and being authentic with your expression of that, the right guys start coming in because they want to please you for once. I feel that. I really feel that. Um, And it also makes just conversation and interaction Mm -hmm. um, so much easier and so much more fun and so much lighter when I can, I can insert myself into the relationship that is starting. Yeah, completely. I want to also talk about the online thing because that was a, that was a big, like, huge stumbling block for you. And, um, we're going to get into the things that got you unstuck, but what was the fear back then of you going online? Do you remember being seen? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it boiled down to being seen. Yeah. And that's a big way to be seen. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Cause I do I was, remember that like, oh my God, I'm so exposed or, you know, like that feeling mm-hmm. of being looked at and that kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, let's get into some of the things that we did together that started working for you. Like what, what are some like aha moments or like tools or tricks that we did together that started really working? Well, first of all, I felt really amazing in all of the clothing. Yes. <laughs> Let's just start there. Oh my yeah. God. I remember you coming out of the dressing room with that dress. I, mm-hmm. I still have that moment in my mind. I was like, oh my God, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and even the way you walked out of the dressing room, it was like a different person from the clothes that you had before. And those of you listening, like you can see the before picture. Um, and I just remember your hair being in a bun before, I remember, and you had the long skirt on and oh my God. And then you put on all those like Vixen dresses that just really highlighted your gorgeous figure. That was amazing. Yes. So that was one of the first. Yeah. The, the second thing was um, just talking with men, yes. just introducing myself and and making a funny comment about you know, something that was going on in front of us. Um, It was really fun. It was really fun. You know, we just walked around town and into hat shops 
into restaurants, into jewelry stores, anywhere, and just started talking with people and seeing where that led us. And people were always so happy to engage. Yeah. And I think that really um, hit upon the whole introversion thing. Cause you know, so many people feel like they're introverts and um, you know, and in some ways, like I think people are wired that way, you know, but in other ways it's a learned behavior because you just get so comfortable not talking. Right. And so just seeing you exercise that social muscle, like, and, and, and you just like took off to the point where I remember visiting you the second time because we did, you know, two in-persons together and like you were leading the way, like you were leading the conversation. You're like, Oh, let's go here. I'm like, Oh my God, who? And then you showed up in all your clothes. And it was just this like confidence that was just beautiful to see. And we have to tell the story about the guy at the bar. I even forgot his name at this point, but that was a big thing too. That was, that was. And I was so sure that it was you that he was hitting on, but it was me. It was you. (laughs) (laughs) And it was me who got all the little follow-up texts, you know, wishing me Thanksgiving and a happy spring and all these things. (laughs) He was so into you. I know. And it was really like fun to see. And you, you started doing all those like flirty things, you know, to him, to give him the indication and it was working. Yes. Yes. I was in school. I was in school. Flirt school. Yes, it was. (laughs) I didn't beat you with a ruler, though. It was much more fun than that. Um, And I think, wasn't it the first time you got, like, asked for your number, just an organic situation? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And also, there are a lot of other firsts that you helped me through. So, for example, um, when, when I did, when I put myself online, you were with me. We were sitting in a little restaurant. I had my laptop with me and it was just so, okay, now you put your name in. Oh, click on that. Do you like cats or dogs? Click on one of these. And it just, you know, it kept going and boom, I was online and the messages started coming in. (laughs) And I would have run from the restaurant if you had not been there. And you said, oh, say this to him. And so I started my first conversation with you there, and that got me over a big first for me because to me, this was also, um, I was making it way too precious. Yeah. I was making, I was investing way too much in just a, hey, how are you? What do you like to do on the weekends kind of conversation? It was really a life and death conversation for me. You got me through those. Um, when I didn't know what to say next or how to restart a conversation, I would text you and you would say, oh, well, Susan, just go here and here and here and say this and this and this. And how, did you ask that? Did you ask this? Oh, okay. And that would sort of jumpstart me again. Um, I've had my first, you know, little breakup. And so I've got that under my belt, that really clearly looking at what was going on and if I was attracted to this person if I was not attracted was I trying to make it work just because he liked me a lot no I I needed to stand up and say I'm not feeling the same thing you are so you've gotten me through all of these little firsts in the dating world and I'm I'm getting much more comfortable 
a friend of mine recently said, um, Susan, every no, you know, either said to me or said by me is the next step to finding the one. Yeah. It's, it's just the next step. It's just it the is. Next step. You know, all the things that you just described, I think, just speak to how I think we all have, you know, anytime we have fear or we're not feeling confident, it really has to do with the lack of experience. And there were so many things you just hadn't experienced, like standing up for yourself and and putting yourself out there in sexy clothes and going online and having conversations with men and, you know, the social muscle and all that stuff. And it really is true because it's so much bigger in your head than it is in reality. And once you start doing it, it gives you that confidence to keep going. And I knew that that was going to happen to you. Like, I knew you would be off to the races. I think I said to you in the first week, I'm like, I'm not worried about you at all. <laughs> I, you were worried about you. I was not. And um, and just evidence by, I mean, look at you now. It's just like stunning. And um. One thing that I did want to also highlight that I think has been tremendous, and I know like you keep growing in this area, everybody does, is just like how you're expressing yourself and your feelings. Do you remember the moment that we were in the bar and we were talking about the feeling stuff? I, I would love for you to share more about that. Well, I broke down. Remember, you had to go get yeah. me little cocktail napkins so my mascara didn't run everywhere. Um that was a really big one for me because of what I experienced in my childhood home. My emotions, what I was feeling about anything just was not important to the conversation. It wasn't important to the family unit. And so all of my life, I have developed ways of skirting that and being very cerebral. I am an excellent researcher, by the way. And it's because of those things I experienced as a child. So I remember the exercise you gave me. I had to describe a moment. And then I had to go back and describe the same moment, but with feeling words. And I would stumble and I cried and I couldn't. It just, it, it was like pulling things out of cement inside of me. And now I feel like these things flow like rivers. It's, I, and even just the fact, it's almost meta to what we're talking about, like how, how easy you are able to talk about this just on a podcast right now. Like, I, I'm just astounded, like how open you are, you know, like this, these are the kinds of things like this discussion right now would have been extremely hard, you know, back then. And now it's just, like you said, effortless, because you know that your expression is important, that you're worth somebody recognizing who you are and loving you for who you are and not having to take care of everyone else. It's really time for someone to take care of you. And I think that is the other kind of like overarching theme because you have been a caretaker, you know, for, for your whole life. And it, it really is your time now. There's more of a leaning back energy now. Mm, I love that, a leaning back energy. Yeah. yeah. It, you're you're the queen now. 
You, you certainly are the queen. You look like a queen. You act like a queen. Um, well, and what's been so beautiful too, is you've done several programs. I mean, we worked one-on-one together, but you also um, were at the dating retreat and then you moved on to the six month program, um, mm-hmm. Modern Dating Academy. I would love for you also to share just a little bit about how that helped as well. That helped me a lot because I was sitting in a boat with other people who were in this in this same boat. They were experiencing the same things I was, and they were sharing about it. And so to hear these very personal um, stories and issues come up with everyone else, that gave me more freedom and allowed me more capacity to share all these things that are coming up for me as stumbling blocks, as confusion, as wins, as joy. It helped me a great deal. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like, we all feel so alone sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. and that's why I love that you're even just sharing your journey on the podcast because someone is listening right now and said, Oh my God, that's me. And you're helping someone right now and just having your voice. And, and that's what we're all here for. Like that's, I love building this community where people don't feel so alone because that's what gets you stuck and paralyzed in your head. You're like, how, how can I put myself out there? You know, and, and am I the only one or, you know, all those questions that you have. So yeah, it's been beautiful to watch also like the friendships that have formed and, and, and you practicing expressing how you feel even just within the group. So it's been super cool. Um, I would love for you to share like what your life is like now, like, what is Susan like now if we, if we were to run into you in the streets? (laughs) So I no longer leave the house in my sweatpants. Yay! (laughs) Sleep still in my eyes because I need to pick up something really quickly at the drugstore, the grocery. Um, I actually make an effort. One of the things that has changed a lot is that I pick up my eyes now when I'm in, you know, markets or stores, and I'm actually looking to see who's there and maybe who's looking at me. That's a huge change for me because I, when you don't want to be seen, you are very task oriented and you just kind of put your head down and you grab what you need and you run to the cashier and then, oh, I'm free. I'm out to my car. And now I take an extra trip around the veggie aisle. I linger in the frozen food. I really look around and see who's in the store. I also, I take the time to go out and do things. Um, things that really please me and enrich me. I spend more time um, going to museums. I linger at the farmer's market. Um, I've started a meetup group. Um, There are lots of social things in my community. I just put together um, a Habitat for Humanity build in the next couple of weeks, oh, cool. I'm getting people signed up to do. Yeah. So I am much more visible, much more visible in 
in my own little world and also out in my community. Oh my God. And you're dating. Let's not forget that. And I'm saying yes. (laughs) You're saying yes. And you're not treating each interaction so seriously. Like you're just kind of going out there and having fun and that's what you should be doing. You know, I will just say there, you have the charisma glow. Like this is one of the things that I always hope to achieve with people, no matter what, because success lies within each person. You know, sometimes it's finding love with someone else, but most of all, it's usually finding the love within. And because of that, there's like a glow that happens. And I, I call it the charisma glow. You are the quintessential, like queen of charisma glow. And it's funny that you had said that on your first call, that that's what you wanted. That's why I put that in the intro. Like, I don't know if you remember saying that. I just like quoted you like in my notes and like, here you are that woman, like you manifested it because you did the work and and you became it. I absolutely remember saying that to you. (laughs) Because that was not just a fleeting little thing I came up with while we were talking on the phone. That is that is an image that had been burning inside of me for a while, you know, to feel like a magnet when I am out. And you are. I would love for you to share um, any just kind of last words that maybe you want to send to someone listening who maybe is really relating to your story, but they're kind of scared. They're in that hidden state and they don't know where to start or they're scared to start. Like, what would you say to them to help them through that? I found it incredibly helpful to feel like I was being held and supported through this whole journey I mean, Kimmy, how many times did I text you and say, I don't even know what to say to this person now? And within 15 minutes, I would get a text back saying, oh, ask him this. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Yeah. And so I would do that. And it would open another little floodgate. Mm-hmm. So there is um, this being seen in a very gentle way that helps support you through this journey. And I needed that. We all need that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all need that kind of guidance and mentor. Like no one can coach themselves, especially when there's something that is very foreign or scary. So I love that you said that. I think the support, and it does take a village and a community, like the other people you had in the group and all of that. So Susan, thank you. I can't wait to to see more of you just like butterflying around your town. <laughs> You will. <laughs> I know. Yes, I know you will. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on and sharing the story. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you're feeling a little frumpy and not very sexy in your body, in your dating life, I have something for you that will jumpstart you feeling more confident in this area of your life. Remember, it only takes seven seconds now to make a first impression, and that impression can determine how potential dates see and treat you. And that's why I want to help you look and feel your best so that you attract what you want, both in dating and in life. Just head over to Kimmy Seltzer dot com forward slash style 
and download my free style guides. I have a body shape guide for women and a man's fashion manifesto for you men out there. I know you secretly want to know about fashion. You just don't sit around on a Sunday afternoon and talk about it. (laughs) These guides are going to help you determine your body type, what flatters your figure, and provide specific fashion tips just for you so that you feel that sexy confidence in your clothes and body. And hey, you are also going to learn about my upcoming Stop Hating Dating Interactive Workshop, April 11th. It's called The First Impression Makeover, and it's about creating your own confident style and mastering body language for your dating success. You're going to learn to feel confident in your skin, market yourself attractively, and attract dream partners in a fun-filled experience. As you know, my workshops always are for those of you who have experienced it. So just get fired up and do both. First, go to get my style guide, kimmyseltzer.com forward slash style, and then register for the workshop at stophatingdating.com. That is stophatingdating.com and become the confident and stylish person you know you can be or at least want to (laughs) be, and you will be. Remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.